Welcome to This is the Author, where authors talk about narrating their audiobooks. In this episode, meet psychiatrist Kenneth Paul Rosenberg, entrepreneur Buster Benson, and best-selling author of the Dexter novels, Jeff Lindsay. Step into the studio with these careful observers of human nature and learn what inspired them to write and narrate their audiobooks. Plus, find out whose background in performance helped him polish his narrator chops. Enjoy. Hi, this is Ken Rosenberg. My book is about the tragedy and trajectory of serious mental illness. I wrote the book because I saw incredible suffering in my profession, incredible suffering among our citizens, and incredible suffering in my own family. I was inspired by that suffering and inspired by the bravery of those who I interviewed to tell my own story about my own sister. Narrating this audiobook was a joy, made possible only because of the incredible staff who I worked with. Kathleen Conti and David Rapkin made it a joy, and it's always a pleasure to read your own words. Well, maybe not always a pleasure, but it certainly feels like the very least I could do, given the opportunity I have to publish a book. It's my privilege to read it directly to the listeners, and I surely hope you enjoy it. Oh my God, there's so many words I can't pronounce, and thank God to David and Kathleen I was able to pronounce. Pronounce? Or should I say pronounce? <laughs> quite a few, quite a few. I'm very excited about sharing this book with my listeners and my readers. In fact, I'm kind of nervous about it. It keeps me up at night, wakes me up about six in the morning every morning. What will they think? Who will read it? How will they feel? How will it be received? And as I write in the book, and as I say in the audiobook, it's unusual for me to talk about myself. In fact, I'm a psychiatrist. I'm trained in the art of avoiding self-disclosure. When someone asks me a question, my usual answer is, what do you think? But in this case, I have to talk about what I think. So I'm very excited about that. I'm very inspired by it. And honestly, I'm a little nervous about it. If I wasn't recording this audiobook, Morgan Friedman would be a good choice. Anyone probably would be a great choice. Any of those incredible actors. Yeah, it's a fascinating question to ask. Fascinating to wonder what it's like to be reading aloud or having someone read to you. My favorite memories of my children are reading books to them. The Giving Tree, Five Chinese Brothers, Good Night Moon. I still keep those books in my bedroom, not in theirs, but in mine, just to remind me of the joys of reading aloud and reading to my children. Well, I listen to lots of audiobooks, but I think that among my favorite are listening to Prozac from my dear friend Peter Kramer. I think it really conveys the sense of and the marvel of psychiatry. Also, the book American Psychosis, written by Fulratari, is a favorite of mine as well. Hi, this is Buster Benson. I'm the author of Why Are We Yelling? The Art of Productive Disagreement. I wrote my book because I was finding that in almost every corner of my life, the conversational tone and the tension present in the discussions kept on being a roadblock to actually making progress. So whether this was at work where I'm a product manager or at home where it's a relationship or with my family about politics, all of these places ended up getting blocked by just our inability to communicate with people that we even knew and loved. And it all came to a head when 
during the 2016 election, I had a very long and patient and hopefully productive conversation with a lot of my friends who are all over the spectrum of politics. And even with this group that we all knew each other for 20 years, we couldn't make progress and we couldn't communicate and it ended up being very frustrating. So this book really was my attempt to answer this question for myself of how can we talk to each other in a way that actually produces the outcomes we want, enjoyment and connection and insight that we actually hope conversations instill. The title of the book was actually initially Arguing is Hard. That was me trying to understand the actual problem. Like Arguing was hard, but when it came time to actually titling the book, Why Are We Yelling became our favorite because it actually encapsulated the frustration. We didn't know the answer to this question. I'm sure arguing is hard, but why? If I had to describe what it was like to record my audiobook in a single word, I would probably choose humbling. This is a book about communication. This is a book about conversation. It's about talking. And yet, you know, recording this with words and saying each sentence one at a time and stumbling over them over and over again, it was incredibly humbling to realize that even the, you know, the tools that we have to communicate, our tongue, our lips, our, our voice, all those things are all flawed in various ways. And it's, those kinds of things definitely came to the surface as we worked through this audiobook. There were many words that I had trouble pronouncing. <laughs> the one that stuck to me on the first day was cognitive dissonance, because that's a word that I repeat a lot in the book, at least at the beginning of the book, and a word that I've thought in my head many times and talked about a lot. I uh, should have an easier time saying it, cognitive dissonance. But then there were also words like inadvertent or specifically, or the one that really tripped me up the most was scientific, re <laughs> scientific replicability, interdimensional. Those kinds of words are all hard, but there were many other cases of words that I tripped over just because they were in the flow of a sentence that was hard. And I can't remember what those words were, but there are simpler words like, and even better or something like that. I'm proud of you know recording my own voice for the book. I always love reading and listening to books that I read by the authors, even if they're not the most professional voice actors in the world, you actually get to hear the emphasis and the emotion behind it. So that was definitely one of my biggest goals with this book was to be able to read it because you actually get a lot more from hearing it than just reading on a page. It's a chance to really connect with people in a different way than the words themselves on the page. I hope people will get sort of a sense that arguing doesn't have to be intimidating and you don't have to be the most rational or persuasive person in the world to actually be better at disagreeing with people productively. I want it to be approachable. I want it to feel like it's something that you do with your friends and your family and you don't have to become an academic or get super serious about it. it. Could just make your life a little bit better. That's what I hope people get out of it. If I wasn't going to record my own audiobook, I would have cast my good friend Rick Webb to do it, just because he has a really gravelly and his voice has a lot of gravitas and I just love hearing it. He has a podcast, so I listen to it all the time. Or, you know, if it was someone that was more well known, anyone with an accent. I really like books that have a British or an Australian accent. <laughs> I think those voices are fun to listen to. Benedict Cumberbatch would be good. Oh, the last audiobook, I'm listening to a bunch. I just started the Malcolm Gladwell one, Talking to Strangers, and I really like his voice and his book. He's taking a unique approach. I also really liked Annika Harris's book, Conscious. I've been listening to some audiobooks where I knew the authors were recording their first book, um, just to sort of calibrate myself. I could tell she wasn't a professional reader, but also I felt that the book itself was more interesting with her voice. I listen to my audiobooks usually on walks. So I walk to and from work. It's a 35 to 45 minute walk. That's a big part of my audiobook consumption. Sometimes, you know, on a run, sometimes on the car, sometimes while washing dishes. I do it a lot. 
basically anytime I'm walking around or doing an errand, going shopping, I will listen to something. It's a good time because, you know, as a parent of two kids and a pretty full schedule, these are the times where I actually have energy and time to listen to something. And then I don't get distracted by other things I should be doing, you know, like answering my email or doing some other errand or actually working. So yeah, those are probably the only times in my day when I have time to listen to something. This is Jeff Lindsay. Just Watch Me is a story of the greatest thief who ever lived, Riley Wolf. My challenge in writing this thing was to come up with somebody who could at least kind of stay on equal footing with Dexter Morgan, because people have come to expect a certain thing from me. And Riley Wolf took me four years to invent. And the story is more complicated than anything I've ever done. So it was all brand new to me writing it. Like it was something I'd never done before, writing a book. It took some time. It took some work. But people tell me it was worth the wait. They say it's a really, really good story, and I hope you enjoy it when you hear it. Narrating my own audiobook is always a sort of a difficult assignment because I get self-conscious about reading my own words, and most of the time I want to rewrite it as I'm reading it, which they tend to frown on. There were also, in this book, quite a few different accents that I had to do, Okay, I didn't have to do them. I felt I should do them. I have an acting background, and I've always tried to do the accents properly, and one or two of them caught me by surprise because I forgot I'd written that particular accent, and it came up behind me and whacked me before I was ready for it. But I always have fun. It's kind of the only way I get my performance chops anymore. One of the great things about working with the real professionals that work on these audiobooks is that they're usually more prepared for stuff than I am. Like, there's always a couple of phrases in the book that I can spell, but I've never tried to say before. I think one of them this time was tornados do boof, which I can spell. I really can. And I've eaten them, and I even ordered them once in France, but I don't know how to say it. And the director very calmly corrected me, I think 11 times, until I finally got it right. I think if I could get anybody living or dead to narrate my books, it would be Robin Williams. I met him a few times in Hollywood, and I had an incredible admiration for his talent. A lot of people forget the fact that, aside from being one of the funniest guys who ever lived, he was also an amazingly good actor. To think of him doing all the characters and voices I struggled with, you know, gives me goosebumps. I'm always excited about doing my audio books because, as I think I've said to people before, it really is a performance, and I've always thought of myself as basically a performer. So what really gets me off on it is when people said, wow, I really enjoyed your reading of it. You know, you don't get a standing O when you're done with an audio book, so it's nice to hear it when people say they enjoyed it. I am deeply and truly humbly grateful for that. It, it's a great feeling. One of the reasons I really love reading the books aloud is that I grew up in a family where my mother read to us all a lot. The thing I remember most was the A.A. A. Milne book, When We Were Very Young. 
I think by the time I was seven, I had memorized about half of it. I loved that book. When I had my own kids, I started reading it to them. <laughs> and damned if they didn't beat me, because by the time they were three or four, they could all recite, James, James, Morrison, Morrison, Weatherby, George, Dupree. And nobody said the king could call me a fussy man, but I do like a little bit of butter for my bread. There's a feeling of the circle coming all the way back to the beginning again when that happens, and reading aloud is very special. I write a lot of the things I do write so that they sound better being read aloud. This is the Author is a production of Penguin Random House Audio. Thank you for listening. For more behind-the-mic content and audiobook recommendations, visit www.penguinrandomhouseaudio.com slash next listen.